Let us pray. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech you that, as you put into our minds good desires, so by your continual help we may bring the same to good effect. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Eighth Day of the New Creation From the Gospel according to Luke, the 24th chapter On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women who saw the tomb and how his body was laid, and some others, came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They entered in and didn't find the Lord Jesus' body. While they were greatly perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling clothing. Becoming terrified, they bowed their faces down to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He isn't here, but is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again? They remembered his words, returned from the tomb, and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James. The other women with them told these things to the apostles. These words seemed to them to be nonsense, and they didn't believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he departed to his home, wondering what had happened. Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Alleluia! Let us go forth in peace, in the name of the Lord! Amen.
awake, I am still with thee. Alleluia! Thou laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. O Lord, thou hast searched me, and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When I awake, I am still with thee. Alleluia! Thou laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Testament lesson for the resurrection of our Lord is written in the 25th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 6th verse. In this mountain, the Lord of armies will make all peoples a feast of choice meat, a feast of choice wines, of choice meat full of marrow, of well-refined choice wines. He will destroy in this mountain 
the surface of the covering that covers all peoples, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He has swallowed up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. He will take the reproach of his people away from off all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It shall be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Epistle is written in the 15th chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the 12th verse. Brothers, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, neither has Christ been raised. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith also is in vain. Yes, we are also found false witnesses of God, because we testified about God that he raised up Christ, whom he didn't raise up, if it is so that the dead are not raised. For if the dead aren't raised, neither has Christ been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is vain. 
you are still in your sins. Then they also who are fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If we have only hoped in Christ in this life, we are of all men most pitiable. But now Christ has been raised from the dead. He became the first fruit of those who are asleep. For since death came by man, the resurrection of the dead also came by man. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, then those who are Christ at his coming. Then the end comes, when he will deliver up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he will have abolished all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. Gospel is according to St. John, the twentieth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went early, while it was still dark, to the tomb, and saw the stone taken away from the tomb. Therefore she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Therefore Peter and the other disciple went out, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran together. The other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths lying, yet he didn't enter in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and entered into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying, and the cloth that had been on his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. So then the other disciple, who came first to the tomb, also entered in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they didn't know the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside at the tomb, weeping. So as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. They asked her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, and didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold me, don't cling on to me. 
for I haven't yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Alleluia! Amen. Over Lent and Holy Week, we've proclaimed, preached on every part of the Lord's Prayer in the Lord's Passion, except for Amen. We know from our Lord what we are to pray in the Lord's Prayer. That's what he taught us. We know that everything for which we pray, our Lord has won for us on the cross. But how do we know how the Father in heaven will answer our prayer? How do we know he will bless us with what we are taught to ask from him? And really what it's coming down to is asking, are we deserving of anything for which we ask in the Lord's Prayer? Are we worthy enough to hallow his name? Are we worthy enough to be included in his kingdom, to be included in his will? Are we worthy enough to receive daily bread or forgiveness or to be strengthened in temptation or delivered from the evil into which we were conceived and into which we constantly fall? Are we worthy of any of it? And we know the answer because daily we feel the sin of our flesh. We know very well that we are not worthy. And not that we'd have to even remind ourselves because even though the devil's head was crushed on Good Friday, he still manages right now to writhe around the earth all too happy to remind us of the guilt, shame, and punishment we deserve for our sin. And so as we pray the Lord's Prayer, whether it's here together at church or on the podcast or at home alone in devotions or throughout the day, whenever we pray it, as we begin to pray it, there is the serpent whispering in our ear telling you, oh yes, yes, pray that prayer as many times as you'd like, says the devil, but you know the horrible sinner you are. You know you cannot pray for all this and from yourself then confidently say amen or say to God, yes, it will be done, Lord. Oh, the devil loves to remind us we're not worthy to receive any of these petitions. So as we continue praying, he continues to slither his way into our thoughts. So before that we can finish and say, Amen, he's there saying, How can you, how can you be so bold as to think God will hear the prayer of such a poor sinner such as yourself? So we have our flesh feeling its guilt. We have the devil reminding us constantly of how unworthy we are. And all of this within a world that thinks prayer is nothing but a bunch of hocus pocus. It doesn't help us at all. It discourages us. All of it can make us feel fatigued. Make us despair in our guilt. Make us tremble at the thought of hell. All of it can make us hesitate at the end of the prayer to finish it by saying, Amen, which is important. Luther, in his catechism, says the entire Lord's Prayer depends on this, that we say, Amen. But at the same time, how can we confidently and assuredly pray, Amen? Yes, of course, this is how Jesus taught us how to pray. And yes, everything in the Lord's Prayer, Christ won on the cross. 
But still, how can we be confident enough that the Father will answer this prayer and all the petitions and bless us with everything that we ask when we and ourselves are so unworthy and we know it? You want to know how? Here's how. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! That's how. Now, hear what our Lord told Mary Magdalene this morning. He said, Do not cling to me, for I have not ascended yet to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. You see, we can pray amen confidently, with joy even, because our risen Lord said, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. He is risen this morning, which means that you've been baptized not only into his death, but also his resurrection. Do you know what this means? It means everything we are taught to pray for in the Lord's Prayer, everything that Christ has won on the cross, is yours. Because united to the risen Christ, his Father is now your Father. His God is now your God. So that now, when you pray in and through Christ, the risen Christ, the Father looks at you as his own Son. Here's everything for which you pray, and then he looks at you, his son, and answers lovingly, Amen, amen, yes, indeed, it shall be so, it is all yours. That's the Father's answer every time you pray the Lord's Prayer in and through our risen Lord. And you know what else? The devil can't do anything about it. There's nothing he can do in response but run away with the slithery tail between his legs. Because Christ is risen, he can't do anything to stop it. And because Christ is risen, the Father's name is hallowed in all of you, his church, who are baptized. You have been brought into his kingdom, the church. You are a part of his will to be done, to be saved in Christ, to be kept in the faith, so that you will not be lost by him. You receive your daily bread at home, knowing from whose hand it came from. You receive your daily bread at the altar, in the body and the blood, which the Father sends to you from heaven, from above. Your trespasses are forgiven, and now through Christ you can also forgive others their trespasses. And forgiving them in Christ's forgiveness, you gain a brother. You are now led out of temptation, being put in his hand where you will never be removed, where Christ will never lose you. You are led out of temptation, being given the way of Christ crucified, the way of baptism, which leads directly to the Father. You have been delivered from evil, taken out of the devil's kingdom, who is powerless to stop any of this, with his head being crushed, and placed into the kingdom of God, into his church, forever. All of this which you pray for, the Father gives you because he has risen. If we were to rely upon ourselves to receive everything we asked for, we would have reason to tremble. But instead, we hear Christ tell Mary and us, Do not cling to me yet. 
In other words, don't cling to him as he was in his earthly ministry. In other words, don't cling to Christ as if we have only hoped in him in this life. But instead, see him as the crucified and risen Lord and cling to him where he has promised to be. Cling to him in the waters of baptism where you cling to the hope of the resurrection that is given to you. Cling to him in absolution and forgiveness. Cling to him in the gathering around his word being proclaimed. In other words, come to church. Cling to him in the body and blood where he abides in you and you in him. The body and blood which you partake of in remembrance of him, proclaiming the hope you have of his return when you will become like him and rise again in his resurrection because he was the first fruits and the rest of the harvest will soon follow. See and cling to our risen Lord in all the ways he has promised to be with us and is with us. And then, relying upon him and his grace alone, proudly, confidently, with all the assurance of the heart and without any doubt, pray with all joy, Amen. Because, Alleluia, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, Alleluia. Amen, amen. Yes, yes, it shall be so. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh
twist upon thee to deliver me. Didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin, and thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death. Thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God.
have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that we who celebrate the solemnities of the Lord's resurrection may by the renewal of your Holy Spirit rise again from the death of the soul. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. 
Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishment, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen from the grave. Alleluia! Who hung for us upon the tree. Alleluia! We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us, this day also, from all sin and evil, and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls, and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.